So I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, why are you guys on this stage, right? Who are these four people? Why are the original four, not up here, telling us what to do? And they're actually retiring. So um, we're taking over their spots um, from now on. Uh, fortunately, we're actually not doing that. We are just a team of four students, just like you, that thought about joining some random leadership group that we saw in the fall called Epirea. We are a group of individuals who wanted a better relationship with God and saw an opportunity to do so here at Eden. My name's Kelvin. This is... I'm Reese. I'm grade 11, and my favorite food is pasta. I'm Maddie. I'm in grade 12, and my favorite color is blue. I'm Amelia, and I'm in grade 11, and my favorite animal is a cat. And I'm Kelvin, and I like uh, Tim Hortons mugs. I actually got this yesterday, or two days ago at a garage sale. Um, and we're here to talk to you about what Epirea is and what we're going to be doing for today and tomorrow. So Epirea is a spiritual leadership program offered here by the generosity of the SLC, and it allows students like you and me to be super involved with leadership and the Lord. I have the privilege to meet with Ethan Braun, as well as Reese Weiner, once in a while and talk about how I'm feeling, and it's super nice to have someone to rant to. Epirea offers many different types of opportunities that you don't get to do every day including a spiritual retreat with your future friends, volunteering at the SLC banquet, fun leadership games, and more. These events and activities keep me on my toes, and I really enjoy putting my words into actions by serving and learning. On top of that, you get to dig deep in your relationship with God, and man, you never know how much you need it until you try it yourself. You learn accountability, how to dive into the word, how to integrate Christ-like questions into your conversations, share the word, and so much more. All these are crucial parts when living out your faith, no matter where you are in life. Epirea goes all year long, and it definitely puts a spin on your high school career. All of us up here chose to learn more about the Lord as we struggle through the everyday lives of our as high school students in an uncertain world. As you can see, we've taken over chapel for these two days and decided on a topic that blends in nicely with all of our lives at school and at home, which is trusting God in uncertain times. Join us as we dive into our personal stories, connecting them to a very popular story in the Bible, all while challenging one another to become better people for our friends, family, and the Lord we all serve. Over the next five days, we and the other four Epirea leaders will take you on this wild ride we call Epirea Chapel. So buckle your seatbelts and let's see where this takes us. We'll start off by talking a little bit about ourselves and our personal stories that we've experienced. So a time where I face uncertainty is actually right now. As a grade 11 student, I have to start thinking about my future and what that's going to look like. As of right now, I do have a couple options, but I don't know which one to choose, and I'm very uncertain about which path I'm going to go with. But as I ponder do those decisions, I have to make sure that whatever path I'm going to go with, that God, will be the, that God will be included in those decisions, and he'll be the forefront of my future. Another reason why I have to just put my trust in God and be at peace that he will lead me is because of grades. Grades are a thing I care about, and I, care about, I try and get the best possible grade in every single class. But as I move on into the post-secondary education, I know that grades will go down and my average will not be the same. But however, I sometimes let those grades define who I am. And as I look to the future, I can't get angry or let grades define who I am because I know that God wouldn't want that. And I also know that God is the one who defines who I am and who, he knows that who I'm gonna become. And I also, as I look to the future, I need to make sure that I'm careful and regularly reflecting on my behavior and asking God if this is the future he wants me to take. So I just want to encourage you, whether in grade 9 or in grade 12, 
as we, as you start looking to the future, that I pray that you will let God take the reins and take comfort in the fact that God loves every single one of us and he knows what is best for all of us. I want to mention a verse that stands out to me when talking about uncertainty. That is Jeremiah 29:11. It says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. This verse tells the followers of the Lord that he has a plan for everyone. And frankly, I trust that plan because I know that this plan was made with love and grace, and he will make sure that I have an awesome life. To figure out what that plan is, I just have to pray about it and build my relationship with God and put my faith and trust in him because if I know if I do that, then I'll make decisions that will please and put God first. Amazing, Reese. And I know, show of hands, who likes getting good grades? Because I, I know I do. Uh, but should we really let grades define who we are? Uh, Reese brings a really good point that no matter what we do, you know, God has a plan for us. And we might think because we're good at one thing, that's the path we go down. But surely God has a plan in our minds. Let's hear from Amelia next. One experience that caused me to be uncertain was this was the decision to join Eberea. I first heard about Eberea from a friend who was super excited to join. She explained to me what it was and how fun it would be and that we could grow in our faith together. This piqued my interest, so I went to get an application. When I read through it, I had many doubts in my mind. The main two being was, was I a good enough Christian for this? And if I get in, Will I be taking away a spot from someone who deserves it more than me? These doubts made me convince myself that I wasn't going to apply. So I went to my parents to discuss this decision, and they changed my perspective. They talked to me about, about it, and we discussed how it would affect my life, which changed my decision to consider applying again. However, I wasn't completely sold on the idea. I then prayed about it and asked God for direction. Wondering if I were to be accepted, would this be something that could help me continue to connect with him? Over the next couple of days, I filled out an application and finally handed it in. When I got the email to come to an interview, I was very happy, and in that moment, I knew that God had listened to me and answered my prayers. Now, Eberea has helped me grow in my faith and helped me become the leader I need to be. If if you asked me at the beginning of the year to run a chapel, I would have said no, but here I am today. Oh, man. Keep going. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> it's okay. Ebrea um, has allowed me to connect with an SLC member and navigate my faith as well as high school life. I am so thankful that God has answered my prayers. Psalm 66, verse 19 says, but truly, God has listened. He has attended to the voice of my prayer. And as we face times of uncertainty, it is important to pray and ask God for guidance, for he will listen. Sorry, I got a little impatient there. That was amazing, Amelia. And I'm, I'm most definitely sure that all of us here had those same doubts when uh, joining up right at first. It seemed like a, almost like a liability. But uh, as you go through it, you realize that's more of a lifestyle than anything. Amazing job. Let's hear from Maddie now. Yeah, um, so today I wanted to share a little bit about my journey with rowing. So I started rowing in grade nine. I just really wanted to play a sport that everyone would be new at, and I definitely had a lot of fun. I made a lot of friends, we all got better, and I really enjoyed myself. I kept on rowing throughout high school, and I trained during the pandemic, and it was really busy, and I didn't have a lot of time to read my Bible, but rowing still felt worth it to me. 
In the winter of the 2020, the pandemic hit again and there was another lockdown. We all had to pack up a rowing machine and do the workouts at home. I wasn't super hyped about it because I had been improving so much and loved my training group, but I wasn't going to let it get to me. At this point, my life actually did feel pretty good. I remember saying or thanking God and thinking how many blessings I really did have. I think I even said to God, I trust you, even if you take it all away, it'll all be okay. And of course, I didn't think it all would be taken away. But a few weeks into training at home, I injured my shoulder so much so that it hurt every time I went on the rowing machine. And after a week, it didn't go away. After a month, it didn't go away. And after a year, it still hasn't gone away. It was and is very frustrating to deal with. I tried a lot of things to get it to, to make it better, <laughs> um, but it never really worked. During this time, there were also some issues within my friend group, other medical things happening in my family, and my mental health was not great. This definitely made me feel uncertain as it impacted how I spent my time, where I will go to university next year, where I put my value, and more. I like to think of Romans 8:28, And we know that in all things, God works together for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Although I would have rather kept my shoulder healthy, I know that even amidst the uncertainty, God is still working all things out. All this has caused me to read my Bible more and to have a better view of the world. He has used the bad things for good in my life, and I know he will continue to do so. Even when things aren't going according to our plan, we can trust that God will still use our circumstances for his greater plan. Another show of hands. Who here plays a sport or has played a sport? I know I have. I played football. And if you're an athlete, you'll know that just one injury can really ruin the entire season. Um, actually, my sister, if any of you guys know her, she just got a black eye the other day playing rugby. So even something as minor as that still almost has that idea of this could have ended, you know, her career playing uh, rugby. And it's so true that whenever we have everything going our way and something bad happens, we tend to think that this is something that's bad that's happened to us. But like Maddie says, this is all part of our, our one giant plan. And I'll continue with my story. So in sixth grade, I was, I was like really in the dumps. I'm, we were not doing well at all. And experienced an overall really bad year. And life was just really boring. I found myself submerged in worldly things such as math, video games, and board games. And I was a Christian, but that was only because I went to church one day a week and my parents, you know, forced me to go. Um, but even with this great, I, great world, you know, I still struggled with mental health. And I never told anyone because I was, I was the big strong kid, or so I thought, right? I, so I was selfish and I, uh, I strayed away from God. And one day, I started becoming a better person and talking to people in a different way. I'll tell you why later, but that'll keep you guys entertained. I started to express my faith at school, and it took a lot of nerve to be able to talk about my faith, and it was very scary. There's no sugarcoating it, but being able to take that first step, I was able to find out that my homeroom teacher was a Christian. In grade six, he was the, the worst teacher I'll ever have, you know, mean, grumpy, bad marking. Uh, but in grade seven, he had a change of heart. Turns out he had a wedding in grade six, and that was what was really uh, uh, hiding his true identity. This inspired me to change. And when I discovered that he was a Christian, him and I would talk after school for a little bit, whether it be 5, 10, maybe even 15 minutes. But these, these minutes that we talked was just filled with love and laughter and the Holy Spirit. And we would just, it was someone who I had to lean on, which was super nice. But how does this all happen, right? How do we go from somewhere super dark to somewhere high up in the clouds? But the thing is, I ran across what's called the Action Bible. It's a graphic novel of the Bible that helps young people connect with the Bible more. And this book inspired me to create a better relationship with the Lord. But how is this book? Still, once again, how does a book change a person that quickly? And I don't think it was the book. I actually think it was the Holy Spirit. I, I suddenly saw the good in people and wanted to connect with them in a way that no one else could because just as both the teacher and the Lord did, 
I wanted to start talking to people and feel connected with people. Uh, I wanted to be the person that people can talk to because I didn't have someone in my darkest times uh, until the Lord took that first step into my life. And the most memorable story that I like to uh, recall a lot is the story is the parable of the lost son. If you haven't heard about it, it's about these two sons, one who's a faithful and loyal worker, the other one selfish and foolish. The one asked for his father's inheritance early, and he got all those loads of money, went into town and started spending it all. Before he knew it, he was uh, looking after pigs and eating the same food that they eat. And the whole thing is that bit of uncertainty. The son thinks about, am I going to return home to my father? Am I going to tell him that I'm a failure, that I've lost all my money, and here I am broken, unclean, and unworthy of any forgiveness? And when he does that, he goes back, and his father embraces him with open arms and a kiss, and finishing it with a feast for his lost son. And the thing is, wouldn't it be nice to have a father like that? And the, the truth is that we have a father. We have the Lord that we can talk to. Um, the father is the Lord in the story, and he's willing to accept us whenever we want and whatever we bring with us. And the Lord is amazing. So whenever you go through uncertain times or times where you're feeling just down in the pits, you can create that relationship with God. You can ask for forgiveness, and it shall be granted. The Lord can be trusted more than anything in the world, and he has a plan for you and always has. So don't worry and don't trust in worldly things, but anchor yourself in a trusting relationship with the Lord. And I know life's not always going to be easy, but when you have people to lean on and a loving father that you can trust, it'll change how you see things. So go and find ways to trust in the Lord. Build the fundamental building blocks that your relationship with Christ stands on. And I know this is a lot to unpack, so let's do a quick little recap of what we kind of want you guys to uh, get from our stories, and we'll start with Reese. So my take takeaway from all this is that God has a plan, and it doesn't matter what your situation is, he will have a plan for you. All you have to do is trust him and build a relationship by praying, being faithful, by going to church or youth group. Always trust the process, but trust him with God's plan and being faithful. During my time of uncertainty, I learned to rely on community and God. Talking to people who have your best interest at heart will help steer you into the right direction. They will help guide you with God or pray with you during a difficult time. Whatever, whatever is to come, remember that there are people there for you. That could be family, friends, or someone from the SLC. And from my experience, I learned that the best place we can put our trust in is God. Everything else may change, but we can be confident that God never changes. God's plan for our lives is greater than anything we could ever come up with. Even if things don't turn out the way we want, God can still use it to, to accomplish his overall purpose for our lives. And for me, whatever might be happening in your life, remember to trust and ask the Lord for guidance in your life. No matter what it may be, the Lord understands and only wants the best for you. Remember that you are his children, and just like the Son, our Father is forever loving and is waiting for you to take action and believe in him. So take that first step. And if you don't know what the first step is, pray about it and look for the Holy Spirit. I say this was a great chapel. Uh, well, let's, finish, uh, let's finish with a prayer from Maddie. Sounds good. Okay, let's all bow our heads. Thank you, God, for gathering us all here today, and thank you for being a God we can trust. Help us all to trust you that you have a plan for us amidst the uncertainty, and help us all to have a great day today. Amen. So we have a couple of announcements. Uh, you can sign up for Celebrate You over there. There's life groups happening all week, and we will be here tomorrow if you want to hear us again. So. <laughs> Thank you all for coming out. Hope to see you guys all tomorrow.